All right, guys, we are live. Welcome to the Baxter Riches Podcast. I'm Zach Ginn, your host. I quit my minimum wage bad boy job to pursue the riches of real estate investing at the age of 17 and never looked back. I'm here to educate and inform entrepreneurs, young and old, how to become complete real estate investors by talking to the best and most influential minds of real estate. I am joined by our guest today, Cody Hoffine. Cody is a real estate wholesaler and investor. His company, Utah Sell Now, is one of the most successful wholesaling operations in the entire state of Utah. He is one of the top real estate wholesaling coaches in the entire world. He has mentored thousands of people to reach financial freedom through wholesaling. Thanks for coming on today, Cody. Excited to be here with you guys. Let's rock and roll. Sweet. Man, I'm so pumped up for this one, guys. You guys have requested him. Cody Hoffine. He is here. The Rhino is in the building. We are ready to spit some knowledge. All right. So uh, let's get started. Let's get it from the top. Let's go back to uh, the old days here, five years ago. How did you get started in real estate wholesaling? What is your story? Story, story. Let's go back. So uh, the whole goal in general was I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I didn't want to work for someone. I just didn't really know how. Um, so it started by, I was working for my dad doing construction and then 08, 09 happened. And everyone knows in 08 and 09 is like, it started crashing. My dad was in construction and that was the worst place to be in. So I, uh, I ended up getting a job, um, doing sales for a vinyl fencing company of, of all trades. Like the weirdest thing. It's like, go out and quote people's yards for vinyl fencing. So I go there, it's a company called best vinyl and I had no degree. So I had to wing it because most, most interviews are like, you have to have a degree. Well, we come across this one and it doesn't ask for a degree. And I'm like, perfect, let's go for it. <laughs> and so I go in there and talking to him like, so where did you go to college? I'm like, I didn't go to college. And he's like, okay. So why would we hire you over the other 40 applicants that have college degrees? And I said, man, that's a, that's a great question. I said, but here's what I'll, how I answer it. I said, if you, and I put it back on them, if you guys can show me why you are the best fencing company to do business with and why your fence is better than everyone else, you will have the greatest voice working in your behalf to go sell your vinyl fencing. And they're like, okay, perfect. Well, we'll get back with you. And I left there. I'm like, shoot, I didn't get the job. I don't have a degree. And uh, I get a call like two days later. And he's like, hey, we want you to come back in. So we go back in. He offers me a job and I says, why did you go with me over the 40 people that do have degrees? And they said, because of your answer. And everyone else was just like, yeah, I got a degree and I'm able to go out and do this. And you were like, no, convince me why your product's the best. And I will be like the loudest voice you'll ever hear about your product. So that got me the job. I go in there. I do that for a year. I end up still, I'm working for someone, but I'm like, how do I get to this entrepreneurship? I end up meeting a ton of insurance agents where I'm quoting their yard for vinyl fencing and I end up um, getting into insurance and I start an agency selling home and auto insurance. The first year working like 80 hours a week and 365 days, I bring home $19,000 for the whole year. I had two kids at the time. This was brutal. Like there's not enough money. I had a mortgage payment, two kids, my wife, and it was brutal. So I kept plunging along though through it. And about 2015, I come home early from work. I wanted to surprise my wife because I've been putting in a long hour still. And I find her crying at the kitchen table. And I'm like, Wendy, what's going on? And she looks up and she's just tears coming down her face. She's like, I don't know how much longer we can do this. I don't know. How, I don't know how we're going to put food on the table. I don't know how we're going to pay our next mortgage payment. And I just remember being like feeling defeated, not because of her. She didn't make me feel defeated. I felt this all on my own. And I felt like a failure as a husband. I felt like a failure as a dad. And so coincidentally, the next night, I'm going to a real estate investor association meeting. That's where I met a lot of my investor clients that I insure all their homes and autos and flip policies. So I'm going there, but now I have a new set of ears. I'm sitting here thinking, gosh, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to get past this? No paying the mortgage. And how am I going to pass this? So I'm going in there with a new set of new set of ears, new set of eyes. I'm not going in there just to get uh, uh, deals. I'm now going in there. Like, how do I accomplish? Like, how do I get out of this mess? And this guy stands up and he says, Hey, I just found a deal, uh, three days ago and I've already assigned it. And I made $29,000 and I'm like, 
you dirtbag. Like I worked 365 days to make 19 grand and you made this in three days, like more than me in three days. So I'm like, I'm on the wrong side of this table. So I went up to him afterwards. I said, Hey, would you be willing to show me what you do? And I'd be willing to split deals, whatever. And he looks at me, says, Cody, you're like one of those driven individuals that I don't dare to teach you because you'll then be my, like my worst competitor. And I'm like, well, and I, I was a little frustrated, but I was like, I, I, I appreciate the truth. So I got a mentor. Uh, many of you know is Tom Kroll from Wholesaling Inc. And What's he taught me everything I knew. He was like, hey, Cody, this is what you're going to go do. Today's day one. Go do this. Go. Here's how you're going to go do it. And 39 days later, I did my first deal for $24,000. And I've cool. never looked back. Wow. Oh, wow. Man. Guys, if you don't know who um, Wholesaling or Tom Kroll is, that's who he is one of the coaches for. And he's part of the whole company. Um, I've had the pleasure. I thought I think I met Tom once like 10 years ago, but um, Rick knows him pretty well. But the one thing I have to say about Wholesaling Inc., I've talked to Brent, you, like other people that have been with you guys. You just for wholesaling, you make it so simple. And <laughs> it just you break wholesaling down because everyone sees wholesaling at this like pedestal of like it's so complicated. It's you break it down to such a simple level while being like with the same complications for it and you just get results. Like, how do you do that? It's, it's being willing to know that as an imperfect individual started from day one, I knew nothing about real estate. The only thing I knew about real estate was a few prior years buying my first home. I signed a big stack of papers and I remember saying I purchased price was 225. But once you're done through the 30 years, you owe 400 K and I'm like, what? I thought I bought it for 225. Like you don't even think about this interest. And me and my wife were like, just keep signing, just keep signing, just keep signing. That's all I knew about real estate. That's it. Be okay not being an expert in this. You don't have to be the expert because it has very little to do with real estate. Because so many people tie it to real estate and they think, oh, this is about being in the real estate. You gotta be the best investor and you gotta know everything there is about real estate. That's where most people fail to either take action or fail to grasp the easy or the simple concept. I shouldn't say easy. It still takes work. The reality is this. It's, it's more of a get out there and serve people, go out there and, and genuinely try to help people because there's situations going on out there. My client that I meet every day or my team meets every day, they either have a distressed property that they don't know how to fix up to put on the market, or they're in a distressed situation. And I would say to break it down as simple as possible, if your mom and dad came to you in a distressed situation and said, hey, we just lost our jobs, would you say to your mom and dad, well, heck, how many beds and baths are, your, are, your, are in your home? You would never do that or shame on you if you do. You would be like, mom, I had no idea you lost deals or lost your jobs. How do I help you? What can I do to help you? What can I do to serve you? You would find ways to help them out. If you can treat your clients like that, your prospects, your leads like that, and know that this is just a game of service, it's not a game of real estate, the byproduct is you can get a home under contract at a deep discount. But that's only after you've served and solved their problems that their reality in that that is the reality that they're facing right now. They're going through struggles. They don't need a realtor. They don't need an investor. They need someone to come in compassionately help them through the process and solve their problems. And if you can, you'll get a home at a discount. Wow. That's as simple as that. I, I, I've heard you say that a couple of times and it's really blown my mind, especially with people like call Porter and like those answering services that people get with their like bandit signs or direct mail. They're like, hello, sir. How, how many uh, square footage is your house? Like these answering services drive me nuts. It's like a, it, it's so important guys. I, I cannot say it enough. It's about being a problem solver. You're not you're not a real, you're a real estate investor, but you're, you're kind of not, you're a problem solver. And I, I appreciate you like really just, just being a voice out there and just really helping people out. Cause it, at the end of the day, it's what it's all about. That's right. hundred percent. So let, let's, let's get started here because you're, you're obviously, you're not a humble guy making like a hundred grand a year in wholesaling. Like you're a seven figure wholesaler and you've gone from the bottom basically to the top. I mean, can you elaborate a little more on your journey becoming a five to six to seven figure wholesaler? Yeah. Yeah. Um, always remember to be humble though. And so even though it's not like the income has increased, still remember your roots, where you came from and what got you to where you are and always maintain that. And you'll see that those are the people that 
maintain a level of success and keep growing to a new level of success. Um, I've always tried to do that. I've always tried to be a servant, always be like the one that when I was at those RIA meetings and I was like down in my worst and I was at rock bottom, I had individuals that were in the destination I wanted to be at that looked back at me and says, Hey, how can I help you? And so that always resonated with me. I wanted to be the person that was going to grow to their level and also be the one that would look back and say, how can I help bring the next person up? Stay humble, stay coachable, stay teachable. Don't ever feel like you know everything. But the process from the beginning is knowing that you're not an expert, but you're willing to still move forward with imperfect action. My favorite slogan of all that I say every podcast, I say every time I'm with someone is, be willing to take massive, imperfect action. Don't build a perfect plan. Don't get stuck and caught up at YouTube University because the person with very little skill, with very little expertise that's out there taking imperfect action will always outperform the, perf the perfect person, the guy that has all the expertise that is building a perfect plan but is taking no action at all. You've got to just be willing to get out of your own way, get out into this uncomfortableness. Success is never found on the comfortable trail. It's always found on the other side of comfort. It's when you get uncomfortable. So be willing to get out there, make mistakes, fail your way forward. I knew and I had such a trust in the process that what Tom was telling me, I had such a trust and a belief in the process that had he told me, you're also going to have to pluck a hair off a camel's head, I would have done it. I would have been like, done, and I'll do it better than anyone out there. Be willing to trust the process. Find someone as a mentor that can lead and guide you that you trust because I, I feel like that's over half the battle. So many people don't take action because they don't trust what they're going to do. They don't trust the mentor that's leading to guide them. They don't trust that I'm going to send out direct mail and hopefully leads come back. And so they just sit there and they don't take action. I was willing to take imperfect action. I was willing to fail my way forward. I was willing to make mistakes and let those mistakes be my best coaching moments I ever experienced. And I just got better little by little, just appointment by appointment, phone call by phone call, offer by offer until I got a deal. And then once you did a deal, it's like, it turns from faith to fact. It's like, it's game on. Like it worked and it worked for Cody Hoffine. And so now it was just like, let's throw some fire at this. Like, let's go. And it just started catching wind and kept going. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, I've talked to a lot of people in throughout the country that do wholesaling and uh, it's kind of weird. I mean, you think of Utah, you'd be like, oh, that's just a, not a lot of people in there. It's a tiny market, not competition. Salt Lake City is a pretty uh, competitive uh, real estate market. Real big, I, I, yeah, big. And all, all of corporate America is moving here. Goldman Sachs is no longer in okay. New York or wherever they were. They're here in Utah. Uh, Amazon, they're moving here. You've got uh, Adobe. They're here. Like all the big companies are here. They're doing business in Utah. It's a big state. And a lot of people are moving to the state because all of them, corporate America is moving here. It, it's, it's really crazy how much that's going on here. And so the, the question I really have for you is how are you having success, especially in your beginning years, wholesaling with a competitive market? So back when I was doing it, it was, it was starting to catch wind. It's starting to catch fire. I wouldn't say that it was what it is today. There's a lot of people out there. Um, but be willing to still go out there and realize that for me, faith-based, I knew that God cared about me just as much as the other wholesaler, that there's going to be deals that were meant for me as much as there is deals meant for this other wholesaler. Have an abundant mindset. If I can name and narrow down one of the top three principles of every successful student that's gone through the program, it is 1000%. The top one is an abundant mindset knowing that we're all going to the ocean with five gallon buckets. There's more water than we could ever handle. There's so many deals out there. And I'm of the belief that there are deals meant for me and there are deals meant for you. And we're not going to really be competitors ever because I'm going to win the deals that are meant for me. You're going to win deals that are meant for you. You have to have that abundant mindset. If not, that scarcity mindset is what holds you back. Scarcity mindset is what cages you, what gets you to not do anything at all. Well, inaction is not going to lead you in anything. I think so many times we find out that we hear this quote, knowledge is power. I don't like that quote. Knowledge mm -hmm. is only power once it's acted upon, mm -hmm. but until it's acted upon knowledge is nothing that doesn't do you any good. It doesn't serve you until you act upon the knowledge that you received. And so just get out there realizing that there's so many deals out there. 
have an abundant mindset, know that you're going to get deals and so are they, and it's okay. There's more than enough for all of us. I, I a hundred percent agree with that. I tell everyone that what, what is a wholesaling? They always say what collaboration over uh, competition. That's right. That's and right. That's it, man. I I'm telling you, I'm in the uh, Port St. Lucie. I'm in the same market as Tom and uh, his company does very well too in our market. I'm telling you in, in the three years that I've been the acquisitions guy here, I've only dealt with them once on like one other person. Yeah. Like hundreds of deals. I've only dealt with one other, like him once. It's crazy. And there are only two big dogs there. So it's, it, I a hundred percent agree. It's an abundance mindset and there, there's just deals that are meant for you and not. So uh, next question here is like, you're basically, you're very good in Utah, but a lot of, a lot of people might not know this, but you're actually in the virtual wholesaling too. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about your business now? Like, are you doing more virtual deals now or are you doing more of them in Utah, like revenue wise? Great question. The majority of our deals still come from Utah. So okay. we'll do about 2.8 in revenue in Utah. And then our Dallas market in Texas is very new. It's going through its first year. It's in its infancy, but we'll do a million dollars this year. Here's the secret to it. The secret is you got to dial in the process. You got to dial in the strategy before you dial in the team. Too many times I hear people wanting to scale their business and I ask them, do you have a process in place? So that if I came in, you die tomorrow, could I already plug into your system? Or many would say, or many businesses that if that happened, I'd walk in and be like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. There's nothing here. If it's not written down, it doesn't exist. And so they may say like, oh yeah, I could show you exactly how to do it. No, no, I'm saying if you died, would I be able to walk into your business and take over today? If you can't answer yes, put that in place first before you scale. You scale the process, you scale the system before you bring the team, before you scale the people. The people need to win. And the only way to make them win is that they see that they can plug into a system. McDonald's, one of the best franchises out there. Why? Because they have the best system out there. They don't have the best burger. I know everyone watching this would tell you, I can cook a better burger on a barbecue than McDonald's. But why do we go to McDonald's? They have a system in place. And if that burger flipper tomorrow quits and says, I'm done, I can't come in. McDonald's doesn't fret. They're like, it's okay. I got 500 applications over here of someone I can bring in and I can bring in any one of them and they can win because we're just going to plug them into the system. They're going to go sit back in this little cubicle. They're going to watch the video. And that's like a step-by-step. -step. The manager's not back there saying, okay, here's how you flip a burger. You do this and you do that. No, it's a video teaching them. It's a, it's a process training them. It's a system training them. And then the next day they're back there flipping a burger. Like they've been flipping it for five years but it's because they could walk into a system that was already existing. They didn't walk into where it took the manager to step away from their responsibility to train this individual. They just walked into a system. Get your system in place so that you don't have to train your hire, that your process trains your hire, your system, your videos, your trainings teach your, your, your new hires. That's when you can scale your people. Put that in place first. 100%. Uh, win. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're scaling like crazy right now. I mean, is there a reason why you scaled virtually and not more into Utah? Have you kind of hit a saturation point there? Like what, what was the reasoning for going virtual? Um, just a, a little bit of diversification of what we want to do. So here's what we wanted to do first and foremost is we're always trying to find ways. We knew it worked first in Utah. We were finding success on the processes we're putting in place, the marketing we were doing. And we're like, okay, if we really are the bee's knees, like let's, let's put this in another market under our dollar under our, like virtually, let's see if we can make it work. And within first three months, we were cranking out deals and it was like crazy. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it was just repeating the process. It wasn't, hey, let's go learn the market. No, it was just, we're going to plug the system in place and we're going to do it. In fact, right now, me and my business partner, Mark Stubler with the Utah Cell Now, we do a franchising side where people can actually just tap into the system. We now have 11 franchisees doing exactly what we did for Dallas because we wanted to test it and it worked. We did it so that we could then help people at a higher level. We always have people like we have our coaching program that teaches people how to do their first wholesale deal. So if they haven't done a deal, there's just no one better out there that can coach them into that. Like we just, that's our jam. We do it. But we also wanted to serve the people that were like, mm, I'm at a point now where I'm doing deals, but I don't know how to scale the business. So we're like, man, we're getting asked all the time. How do we do this? Like, how do we do this? And we're like, 
we got to, we got to develop something for these guys. So we developed a, a course we call scale and they come to my office for three days and we undo the curtains and let everyone see the whole operation so they can go back and, wow. and, and rip off and duplicate. I don't call it research and develop, just rip off and duplicate. Just come here, rip off and duplicate. And we, we felt comfortable and confident on getting people out here because we're able to do it virtually in a market within three months. And so, and now our, our franchisees, besides the scale people, anyone can come to scale, but the franchisees, we're seeing people that have zero experience and two months in, and they're already at like 50 grand, 60 grand, 80 grand of revenue. And it's just because they're plugging into the process, into the system. Yeah. Wow. So on the virtual part, uh, I, I get a lot of people ask me because they get stressed out. They're like, okay, Zach, I, I get it. I can get a virtual deal, but finding the cash buyer virtually is the stressful part. And sometimes you can only find one or two, you turn into a CBE and um, you get all stressed out. Like, how are you having the best success in finding virtual cash buyers for your, those markets? We build those first. And so I think we were always confused. Mm. There was a movie out there. It's probably uh, well, well, it's well before your time, but I don't even know if you've watched it. There's a video called um, Field of Dreams. It was yep. Kevin Costner. He's in this field in this, and he keeps hearing this voice saying, if you build it, they will come. And he builds this baseball field. And all of a sudden, like all these old baseball players start coming out of this cornfield and playing baseball at this baseball field. And he's like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Um, it's not that way for life. It's not that way for business. So many times we're like, oh, just go find the deal and the cash buyers, they will come. It's just not the case for most people. And so what you want to do is start with the end in mind. You want to build that cash buyers first. So we built that cash buyers list before we released marketing. And we were able to do that by just connecting with other wholesalers and just saying, hey, we'd love to do this. We can help in certain ways, but we'd love to build our cash buyers list. And sometimes it's easy to just do this. A lot of times we think about, oh, all me. How do I, how do I win? How do I win big? Here's how you win. And here's how you grow your cash buyers list is you find someone that say, hey, we have a thousand cash buyers. Awesome. What if I come across a couple deals? The first two deals I come across, I split them with you 50-50 for your cash buyers list. Be willing to split deals, be willing to have 50% of something versus 100% of nothing. So if you don't want to build it yourself, be willing to help other people win by you finding the deals, but they're going to give you your cash buyers list. And if that's what we're willing to do that, but you can buy, build it through real estate investor association groups. You can build it through Facebook groups by just simply going to Facebook and saying, cash buyers, Fort Worth, Texas. And every post in that group comes up of cash buyers and Fort Worth, Texas. And then you just start going in there and DM, PM everyone and say, hey, would you like to be on my cash buyers list? And then they they get added. So there's so many ways, but the easiest way is just ask the current wholesalers, hey, I'll find deals and uh, I'll split the first two with you if you just give me your list. And everyone's like, yep, we'll do it. And we got to over 2,000 cash buyers, I think within wow. the first couple of weeks. Wow. Is that, are you doing the same thing for Utah? I mean, you've been, you've been building that forever, but like yeah, Utah, we don't have to, I think we're the largest here. We have seven, we, we just almost hitting 7,000 cash buyers in Utah. And these are like a solid list. I know people can be like, Oh, I have 25,000. Well, in all reality, probably the 25,000, 3000 are cash buyers or less. This is solid list of the 7,000. I'd say 5,000 are like solid, like solid, solid 2000 are like, maybe, maybe not. Okay. Yeah, I was, that's a lot of cash buyers, but um, yeah, man. So, in your business right now, uh, I know you've actually you're you're in the business, but you're kind of, you got partners, partners, you got people working in it. How yeah. many hours do you think you say you work a week in that entire business? In wholesaling, wholesaling business side. Yeah, wholesaling business side. I wish my business partner here he'd probably punch me for saying this because it's <laughs> it's probably more than what it really is. I would say three to four hours a week. And that's about, oh my God. and he might be mad if he was here. He'd be like, bull crap. It's like an hour and a half. <laughs> wow. Wow. So how long did it take you to get to that level? Um, it, it, it came from just going to and growing to next, uh, levels of, of uncomfort. So we brought on a team and then, um, I got into coaching. So my back was against the wall. I was like burning the candle at both ends. I was trying to be the best wholesaler and the best coach at the same time. And, um, even biblical verse, it's like, it's hard to serve two masters. Like it's, it's brutal. And so by naturally having my back against the wall, we found processes. That's what made us a very systematized, automated process driven company is because we had to, my back was against the wall. And I was like, gosh, to be a great coach, 
I can't put all this time like I used to into the wholesaling business. And so um, my business partner for the first little bit, he he took on a lot of that load and, and still does an incredible job today. One of the best people you'd ever meet in the whole world. Um, but ultimately, we just started scaling with, like I said, you put the system, the process in place, and then we started scaling the team. So we now have, oh, about 10 people here that work for us. And uh, they're the ones that are held accountable to hit all their goals every every. Every um, job has its own criteria, responsibilities, what they have to hit. They have to hit their goals every week. And by having systems in place, having the meetings in place that we do every week with them to hold them accountable, the team just, they grow. We have a great culture here. When they hit their goals, they're able to go out to Lake Powell on our houseboat. Um, we took them out to Panama, or not Panama. We took them out to um, Costa Rica, and we've taken them out to um, Puerto Vallarta, and so if wow. they hit their goals, we, we treat them well because they're treating us well. And we want people bought into this. The more people are bought into this, the less we have to worry about like the hiring and the firing. It's like, just get the people right out of the gate that fit the mold, fit the culture and be willing to help them win too. So if that means we pay for them to go on a trip with us, they're happy, but so are we. So it's a win-win all the way around. Wow. And are you exclusively wholesaling? Um, we do fix and flips too. So it's, it's on a, I mean, I would say now it's a little bit bigger than it was. So last year we did about 27 fix and flips anywhere from like little repairs up to some of them being a little bit more, uh, intensive, but yes, I'd say majority of our business is wholesale. Um, we do do some fix and flip and then we also, uh, cherry pick our best deals and keep for long-term buying holds, but it's not in the traditional way. We don't, we don't have loans on any of them. So we own of our homes free and clear. Wow. And have you ever gotten into that like creative finance or like lease option stuff? Yeah, we just started that two months ago. So the wow. secret behind this is if you hear this right now and you're at the beginning stages, please do not do all of this at once. <laughs> faster than anyone and you'll be one of the brokest investors ever to walk planet Earth. I'm trying to say this as rude as possible with a smile on my face so you really take me serious. Like don't take on too much. Just yeah. focus on one area. I would start with wholesaling. It's the gateway drug. It's like the, it's the one that is, you can start with, you just go out and find and be a deal finder, find deeply discounted properties that you can then just simply assign or double close and sell to cash buyers and make money without having money other than your marketing dollars, without having to be a realtor in most states and without being an expert. I'd say start there and get that honed in and let that be something that is happening with or without you. Once that happens, you can bring on your second strategy. So it took us two and a half years to do our first fix and flip. And it took wow. us over five years to bring on creative financing. But it's because we had to make sure all of the necessary things were in place before we brought on the next strategy. Because of that, we're able to focus and win when we do bring on another strategy. Oh, wow. Okay. So from going from $19,000 a year to millions and millions and millions, I don't think I've ever met 1 million seven figure a year wholesaler without an insane real estate story. So what is your craziest real estate story? Like crazy as in like some of the experiences we've had? Most insane of your entire career. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would have to think about most insane, but one that comes up to mind just for my team um, one of my acquisition managers came back and he's like, you seriously won't believe this. And I'm like, well, I've, I've said that before, but wholesaling continues to always surprise me. So I'm all surprised me. And he's like, so I'm sitting there at this house and it just stinks like cat urine, dog urine. And we're sitting there, I'm sitting there with the, with the seller and we come to an agreement. He brings up the price and we're able to work it to our price and we put it under contract. And all of a sudden he stands up and turns around and starts peeing on the wall. And he's like, uh, dude, are you, are you going bathroom right here in the room? He's like, oh yeah, it's, it's just a little bit. There was no cat urine and no dog urine. The smell that he's been smelling the whole time is human urine. And he was, he was willing to do it right there in front of him. And so that was just one recently. It didn't happen to me, but it happened to my team. And, and there's definitely more even nuts than that, but you'll never ever have a moment where you're not surprised. It, Every year brings a new story that you're like, whoa, that tops it. <laughs> you know, I've, I asked that question to everyone and I'm surprised every single time. Wow. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm going to ask um, a couple more questions, but guys, comment below your questions you got for Cody and uh, we'll do a little Q&A also. But um, 
my next question here is, I got to ask you too, since we've got your best story, uh, you've mentored thousands of people. You've helped so many people. I've had some of your, you know, wholesaling ink rhinos here um, making seven figures also. Was there one student testimonial that had the biggest impact on you? Hmm. Picking one is like trying to say which kid I love the most. Um, that would be, that would be tough. That would be tough. Um, there's so many great ones out there. Let me just share of one that was more kind of, uh, personal to me that just was, was cool. Um, and this does not disclude anyone. I ha we have so many incredible tribe members, so many. So this is a very hard question because to narrow it down to one, I, I can't narrow it down to one, but I'll, I'll tell you one that, that meant a lot to me. Um, I was on a podcast with an individual named Angel and Angel gets on and, and, uh, this had nothing to do with wholesaling. We start talking. I said, how are you doing? She says, before we start, I have to tell you the first module we talk about tithing, have an abundant mindset. Like if you want to learn abundance, learn how to give 10%. And whether that's to God, whether that's to the Bishop, whether that's the people like have an abundant mindset right from the gate. And, uh, she goes through this module and she says, we wanted to tithe. And she says, Cody, we hadn't been to church for 20 something years since their whole, their whole marriage. They got married at a church and since the marriage, they had never gone to church. And so she says, we wanted to pay tithing. So we found a church that we could pay tithing to. And, um, now me, my husband and all of my kids, our favorite day of the week is when we go to church on Sunday, cause we actually spend time together and we just have this incredible day and we have this incredible um, time together at church. And I remember during this podcast, I was just sobbing. I was just like, this is amazing. It had nothing to do with wholesaling. It wasn't, hey, you helped me. You got me my first deal. It was, it changed their life, not because of income coming in. It changed their life to seek better relationships with their own family, with their own kids. It helped them um, have an abundant mindset. It helped them. For them, they were looking for, they were looking to be more faith oriented. They were looking to deepen their relationship with God. And, uh, that one stands out to me. That's one that I, I just remember during the podcast, I had chills and I was just crying through the whole time. I'm just like sitting there sniffing. I'm like, angel, stop. We're still, we still have a podcast to do, <laughs> but it was, it was awesome. So that's one that just stands out. But again, there's people out there that it changed their life forever that it talks about monetary. They weren't making it. And then they share the story and how they're now doing 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand, some over hundred grand a month. And those, those mean just as much to me as angel story. That's just one that stands out. Wow. That, uh, that's, that's powerful right there. But yeah, guys, tithing's a pretty powerful thing uh, if you want to look it up. But so right now, I, I mean, I have to ask you this. So who in your Outside of real estate, who has had the biggest impact on you, like a mentor wise outside of real estate? Um, that kind of changes throughout the years. Um, it started with a book from Darren Hardy called The Compound Effect. And I think too many times we think a mentor means we have to go to an event or we have to pay for their services when there's already so much incredible stuff for like 10 bucks, 12 bucks, 13 bucks, buying a good book and just reading it. And so my right really like go back to my first like experience of falling in love with personal development was Darren Hardy, the compound effect. It was just incredible. The concepts he teach and they're very simple. And then from there, I learned about Tony Robbins. From there, I learned about uh, Jim Rohn, who gosh, dang it. I wish did not leave this earth back in 09. I would have done every, I would do anything to bring this guy back to life. Cause that guy has books been profound, like have changed my life for the better and only for the better. Um, so that's been huge. Um, lately, um, now friends with, uh, Brendan Burchard, who's now one of my favorites. He's just down to earth and just has ways to improve me as a, as an individual. And in the, the whole concept, it comes from Jim Rohn. And I find this teaching from Brendan Burchard and Jim Rohn says, rarely does income exceed the level of personal development. Meaning mm -hmm. if someone is a millionaire, it most times than none, it's because they have a million dollar mindset. They have a million dollar invested into their personal development, not monetarily, but they're, 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 they've been studying all the time, their personal development, become someone better. So my whole point behind that is if you want your income to grow, grow personal development, spend time each day, read 10 pages a day from a great book. I'm not talking about Harry Potter and I'm not talking about 
what all the other goofy books out there. I'm talking about a great book that would help you become someone better, whether that's spiritually, physically, mentally, uh, financially, get a book that gets you better and read 10 pages a day and watch what magically happens with your income. It'll start to increase, increase and match your level of personal development. So for all those chasing the dollar, stop chasing the dollar. Or you're going to get very tired because you're going to have to continue to chase the dollar, chase personal development and the dollar will chase you. Mm. Uh, the best example of that is about having a million dollar mindset. Look at the lottery winners. They don't have a million dollar Perfect. mindset. They, they make a million dollars. They lose it. It's, it's all about the mindset. They make enough money to have for the like five lifetimes, but yet they learn how to spend it in two years. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah, definitely. But it's so, exactly that. So for a lot of people watching this, there's a lot of newer people on here too. So they might have, it's the first time they're hearing about Cody Hoffine. They're hearing people like Tom Kroll, wholesaling. What is that? Can you give us the whole umbrella of your coaching and just a quick synopsis of it? Yeah. Um, so wholesaling Inc. That's where I learned how to wholesale. And you've got people like Brent Daniels. You got Lauren Hardy. You got Chris Arnold. You got, you got, great people under there. There's great coaches. And then that's uh, I coach people. So if people are looking to do their first wholesale deal, that's my jam. Like that's what it is. Then you got like Brent Daniels, he's TTP. So once you've learned how to do your first wholesale deal and you're ready to bring on another marketing channel, Brent Daniels is the bomb.com on teaching you how to pick up that freaking phone and smile and dial, like get yeah. going and get deals from picking up the phone. Brent's the bomb at that. He's the best out there. You got, uh, you got, uh, Lauren Hardy that does virtual wholesaling. So she teaches how to select a market and things like that. And the same thing goes to once you found out how to do a deal and you were like, oh man, I want to go to a new market. Lauren Hardy teaches how to do virtual. She does virtual marketing or virtual wholesaling. And then if you want to add yet another marketing channel, which we're always adding marketing channels. So you can never have enough as long as you just bring them on one time at a time. Just remember that it's always laser approach, like laser focused sniper approach, one shot at a time. Once you get that honed in, then you can bring on yet another marketing channel. And Chris Arnold has REI radio and he just basically teaches you how to get deals from the radio and it is gaining a ton of traction. So great people at Wholesaling Inc. And uh, we continue to do it. My course is called Real Estate Freedom Formula. And essentially it's just where you go to get your first deal in wholesaling. And what it's going to do is lead and guide you through real estate, how to become financially free. My, my whole thing is Three steps to making money in real estate so you can quit your job. Like that's the other pain point that most people are coming to me for. They, A, they want to make more money and they want to quit their job. And that's exactly what my course is meant to do. Let's get you making some money in real estate, but ultimately work for yourself. A lot of people want to do that. And if that's the case, I show you exactly how to do that. Wow. So guys, uh, it's really important for, uh, just having a mentor, either it's free or paid. Obviously, you can get paid coaching that helps extremely well, cuts the time it takes to do a deal. But yeah. sometimes you don't have the money, you can't afford to get mentorship. If you want to get some free value, kind of get a little, little sample of what Cody's got to offer. He's got a he's got a pretty good uh, YouTube channel he just started. Uh, Cody Hoffine, look it up after this. Um, it, it's a great one. Definitely subscribe to that one. It, it's a it's a killer. But um, so how, how do you enjoy uh, starting a YouTube channel? Um, really it's just more finding ways to just connect with people, helping them understand that there are some free ways out there. Um, but just to, to get them to understand that there's other ways. That's the big thing is everyone wants to get in real estate, but very few people think that you can, there's very few that are like, Oh my gosh, I want to get in real estate and I know how to, or, Oh, and I'm possible. I can do this. Many people have that false reality, that false truth that you have to have a ton of money to get in real estate. And depending, I mean, if, if what you want to do is just simply just buy and hold and, and you have to come up with 20% and that was only one strategy, that's not every strategy. But like, if you have the mindset that, no, I have to buy all my rentals. Yeah, you're going to have to have money, but you don't need money other than your marketing dollars. I don't want to lie and tell you, yo, you don't need money. It's just, it's so free. It's, it's the funnest thing ever. No, it costs money. You're going to have to spend some marketing, but most myths out there that people believe is they have to be a licensed realtor. They have to have a ton of money and they have to be an expert. And this guy in 2015 had $0, was not a licensed realtor. And I was far from an expert. I was the biggest rookie out there. Um, and I was able to do it. So if I can do it, any one of you guys can do it. And really that YouTube channel is just to start getting you introduced to it and show you step-by-step -step little things on how to do that. And that it is possible to get into it, no matter what your financial situation is. Yeah. That, I mean, it's 
the, the YouTube universities, it, it's cool, but like you just, sometimes it takes action to get over that hump, but I, I think you guys should subscribe to him and uh, check it out. Also, I think I forgot to mention, I mean, Cody runs probably the top wholesaling podcast um, out there. The Wholesaling Inc. podcast, guys should check that out too. Um, it's the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, right? That's that's correct. Yep. All yep. Right. I host the Friday show. So yeah, now coaches take on different days. I hope I host the Friday show. So every Friday you can tune in and and what I'll do is I, I we just interview students. So that's our whole our whole model is we want you to see that we're not the heroes. We're just simply the guides. I want you to be the hero. I don't want to be the hero. I just simply want to be the guide. Much like if you're a Star Wars fan, Luke Skywalker and Yoda. Yoda was just a guide to help Luke Skywalker become the hero. And so you'll see a bunch of heroes on that podcast and they're not me and they're not any of the coaches. The heroes are the ones that are going through the program and now landing deals consistently. And now they're on the podcast sharing step-by-step how they did it. And that's why this podcast is so valuable. It's because it's not about me. It's about the incredible individuals that trusted us, trusted the process and are now doing consistent deals. And now they're on there saying, here's how I did it. This is the list I pulled and this is what it took. And here's how I knew they're motivated. And here's what we put the contract under or the home under contract for. And this is what we sold it for. And this is how much money we made. And we're excited. Like it's not us, it's our students. And so you'll be inspired. You'll be motivated. So that's the, that's the whole uh, spill behind why that podcast succeeds at such a high level. It's great. I listen to it all the time on my workouts. Rick was actually on the podcast a couple times. So yeah. search Rick in wholesaling Inc. It, it's a pretty good one. But um let's answer some questions from uh some people. So Justin wants to know at what point would you recommend getting a mentor? Should you try things yourself first or get a mentor right away? Justin, fantastic question. Um, I don't know financial situation, and you don't have to share that by the way. I think that's something you can keep personal. Um, I'm the one that I always like to think, yes, is there free ways out there? Yes. Um, what gave me such a huge advantage and I didn't have much money, just so you know, I put on a credit card. I don't suggest that for everyone, but I figured I'm so driven that all I got to do is trust the process and I'll go at it harder than anyone. And so if that sounds like you, I put it on a credit card. I didn't have the money, but I knew and trusted in myself. And I wanted to go to the casino of life and go all in on me for once. Like I'm done making people money. I want to make me money. And I knew I could do it. I just needed the know-how. So Instead of me trying to do it on my own, I knew what that did for me. So I had the experience, and maybe you haven't had the experience yet. I had the experience, Justin, of going through my real or my my insurance business on my own, try to figure out how to build it. And it was the slowest growth ever. And I know there are mentors out there that could have helped me double, triple, quadruple what I made that first year. And it maybe it wouldn't have been so bloody hard on my family, on myself, on my wife, on my kids and financially being strapped every single day. But that taught me something. I'm grateful I went through it because when I got into wholesaling, I knew what didn't work. And that was thinking, I know the answers and I know the way. And by investing into a mentor, it gave me the instant confidence that, oh my gosh, whatever I do is the right thing to do. Cause I'm watching this guy do it right in front of me and he's, he's done the deal. So all I got to do is just mirror that and I'm going to do it. And that's really the secret sauce behind it is, is, if you have the budget or if you have the courage, even if you don't have the budget, but if you can align yourself with a mentor that makes sense, if you can align yourself with a mentor that speaks to you, that's like, that's my dude or that's my girl, then I would say without fail, uh, the best way I've gotten to the destination quicker is cut a check, cut a check to the right mentor and it takes me to my destination quicker. That's not for everyone, but it, it, it's been my story and I would much rather still to this day, if I want to be good at something, I find the best in that area. I cut a check and I get to that area quicker. And so it just depends. It depends if you're willing to do that, go in on all on you. It's also depends if um, you want to do a deal quick or do you have the mindset that if it takes you six months, will you still be doing it? Most people after six months, they give up and they go back to their comfortable job. Justin, I don't want that to happen to you. I would much rather see you do a deal super quick so that you're like, oh my gosh. Cause once your confidence is built up, bro, nothing is going to stop you. Nothing but you. But if you don't get a deal for six months, it's going to start throwing darts at you. And you're going to start questioning, is real estate even real? Is this even good for me? Can, can Justin even do it? And I don't want those doubts seeping in your head. I want you to know you can do it because this guy did it. And that means everyone can do it. It just do it the right way.
100%. I mean, what, just I think the most important part about mentorship, in my opinion, from our students, from your students, I, I think I've noticed here is once you start paying for something, like you start caring more about it. Yeah. Uh, I think that I think the power of like just cutting a check, just like oh, wait, I got to get my like act together. Like I, I'm I'm not responsible for that. Um, has that been something you found out with paying for mentors? Oh yeah, you're you're more committed. That's the thing is when you don't pay, I'm not saying this for everyone, for me, when I don't pay, life throws curveballs regardless. Like at the end of the day, life throws curveballs at us all the time. And so instead of sacrificing and committing because, oh my gosh, I just put out X amount of dollars. I need to get that money back. Now, when those little nuances in life come up, you're able to say, I'm not doing it today. I'm not golfing with my friends today. I get it. I, but if you weren't invested, Sometimes you're like, well, you know what? I'll just, I'll pick up the phone tomorrow and I'll make up for that time yesterday. Tomorrow doesn't exist. Only today exists. And so for me, naturally, I'm one of those guys that's like, when I financially make a commitment, I also hold myself accountable. I don't need anyone to hold me accountable at that point. Cause I'm like, I want that money back in my pocket and not just the same amount. I want tenfold what I put out in that investment. And I, I that's why I love cutting the check because it makes me work harder. It holds me accountable. It keeps me laser focused. And otherwise there's too many distractions in our world today that will catch you off guard. And you'll be like, well, maybe I shouldn't do it right now. Cause I need to do this. I need to do this. And you start to put things on hold and you don't act as hard. You don't act with focus and you never get the deal. And then it doesn't happen. So that's my thoughts. Okay. So last question here from uh, some of the viewers here is, uh, I think this is a pretty important one just because of what pre-foreclosures are going to be like in the future here. But uh, it says, Cody, what are your best tips for dealing with pre-foreclosure properties to convert them? I reached out to a relative of a seller and she blocked me on Facebook. What are your tips? <laughs> um, I don't know the situation on how it happened, but with any situation, whether it's a distressed property or a distressed situation, never point out the problem. Meaning if you're talking to pre-foreclosure, I would never, ever, ever say, hey, I noticed you're on the pre-foreclosure list. I'd love to help you out. No one likes their dirty laundry shown to public. And so you just got to keep that in mind that it depends on your approach. For me, I'd be like, hey, I, I, it looks like you're the owner of the home at 123 Main Street. Um, would you be interested in selling that home? That's how I'd approach it. And then if she's interested or he's interested, they would be able to say like, Oh yeah. In fact, yeah, I'd love to sell it. Don't bring up pre-foreclosure because you bring up pre-foreclosure and, and that could be one sign of it is you get blocked from Facebook, but they also be the ones that if you did that at the doorstep, if that guy's bigger than me, he's probably going to punch me in the face too. <laughs> so I don't, I just make sure you don't call out whatever the problem is. If it's pre-foreclosure or foreclosure or tax delinquent, I never say, Hey, I noticed you're on the tax delinquent list. I just say like our marketing goes out. Hey, we're interested in buying your home at one, two, three main street. Uh, for a cash offer, reach us at boom. Or if I'm cold calling them, hey, I know this is weird. It's out of the blue. Um, interested if you would sell your home at 123 Main Street. I would never say what the reason why I'm calling them. Just uh, as simple as that. Guys, it took me two years to figure that out. So just rewind that and listen again. I used to go after um, tax delinquents like that. Took me like a year before I figured that one out. So guys, listen to Cody on that one. Just skirt around that and act like you're just casually the neighbor, 100% there. So uh, last question for you here, Cody, is I started when I was 17. I had little money um, in wholesaling. So the question is, if you were 17, year, 17 years old again, okay. living in Utah with no money, I took all your money, you still had your knowledge, what would you specifically do to become the next Cody Hoffine? Mm, that's a great question. Um I would tell that 17-year-old Cody Hoffman version to A, go all in on you. You don't need college education. I, guys, this may be blunt. It may be out there. I'm not a college guy. If my kids come to me and say, hey, dad, help me go through college, I'll be like, sorry, figure that out on your own. But if my kids come to me and say, hey, dad, I'd love your help on helping me start my startup business, I would be like, yeah, baby, dad's all in. Like, I'll invest in this all day long. I'm not a fan of the educational system. I've just, it's not a fan for me. So I'd tell the 17 year old version of Cody, Cody, don't go to college first. Like at the end of the day, don't go to college first. 
very few people go through college and actually go into the field. They actually studied. It's less than 20%. It's nuts. It's like, that's crazy. It also attributes to be over a trillion dollars of national debt is student loans. Why? I believe because it's a broken system. It's just education. It's not instruction. It doesn't teach you step-by-step step how to do it. It's all philosophy. And so I wouldn't invest in college. I would say invest in you. Find out what you want to do. If you're 17 years old or, or just the beginning version, I'd say, what do you want to do? Go work for someone. And even if that means for free, college was going to cost you money. So go work for free for someone for one year. And A, you're going to find out, do you really like it? If you don't, great. Aren't you grateful that you didn't go to college and pay for something that you ultimately found out at 17 years old you hated? Like that would be crazy. Go to school for four years. So you find out that you hate doing it. You can just work for someone for the first year. See if you like it or hate it. So that's the first thing you'll learn if you like it or hate it. The second thing is if you love it, you now, I would make sure you work for the best in that industry. So if you want to be a great marketer, go work for a company for free, the best marketing company where you live. And from there, you have options. You can either go up the channel of getting a higher promotion, or you can say, I'm starting my own gig because I just worked for the best. I'm just going to go over here and start my own version of it. And that's what I tell people to do. College has little to do with your success. It's all to do with what are you going to do? Are you passionate about what you're doing? I hope so, because if not, it's going to be hard to do whatever you want to do. Get passionate. Do things you love. Don't don't get into it because it pays good money. Get into real estate because you're passionate about it. Don't get into real estate because I heard Cody does 2.8 million this year. Do it because you love it. Because the money doesn't follow. I, I want to do it because it, it can make good money. Money follows your passion. Wow. That was powerful right there, guys. If you're 17, the world's your oyster. Get into it. Check them out. Cody Hoffine, YouTube. Check them out. It's... Real Freedom. Um, check them out Real there. Estate yep. Real Estate. Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying the course. Yep. Real Estate Freedom Form. You can Real do or wholesaling, whatever. It's all there. Cody Hoffine on Instagram, whatever you want. Thank you guys so much. Again, Cody, do you have any parting thoughts to the guests listening, the audience listening to this? Um, I think we covered all of it. I just say go in on you and now's the time. I think if you're interested in real estate, I think what's uh, what's going to take place over the next 18 months is going to be historical. I really do. I think uh, the world needs a lot of incredible people that are willing to serve at a high level. I think the world needs investors with the right mindset that are not in it for them, but in it to really genuinely serve people. And if you're willing to be that person and step up, I think there's going to be some historical historical times with real estate that's coming coming forward. Like the near future is going to be probably the best time you've ever been involved in real estate. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys, so much. I'll see you guys next week with a new guest. Have a great day. All right.